raise your hand if you would say that you have an okay prayer life. Raise your hand. There's okay. There's degrees to this. So. Oh, I see. Prayer life measurements. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I am. So okay is like down here. Okay. Raise your hand if you feel like. Okay. All right. Sounds good. We got like two, three ish. Ish. Okay. Um, raise your hand if you have a pretty good prayer life. Because that's like. Nope, nope, there's one more. Okay. There's one more. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, raise your hand if you, say, if you would say that you have a vibrant prayer life. Okay. So we're all kind of in like pretty good to okay. That. Okay, okay is like, it's okay. Pretty good is like, it's really good. It's pretty good. Okay, raise your hand if it's a one. One and three. We just got three well, at the top. Very, that's very, yeah. so, so raise your hand if it's one. Raise your hand if it's two. I don't think anyone's going to raise their hand if it's one. Because that sounds like you're not praying at all. Raise your hand if it's three. Okay, so three is bad. <laughs> all right, apparently my grading system sucks. You're uh, fired. <laughs> Raise your hand if you have found a method of prayer that works well for you. All right. Um, raise your hand if you pray and you look forward to seeing God answer your prayers. All right. Raise your hand if this best describes you. I could go weeks without prayer and it probably wouldn't make a difference. Hey, Mo. Hey, Luke. Not much. Your seat's probably somewhere. You're in the middle of something, so you're just going to have to. You, you missed Brax's amazing, amazing grading system. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, okay. <laughs> probably. Yeah, obviously. Okay, so apparently. All right. Raise your hand if you could go a few days without prayer. And, and it would be okay. Like, you would be okay. Okay. All right. Um. Okay, raise your hand if your prayers are something like this. Hey, Zach. Um, I pray when I'm, and, and I'm just saying like exclusively to this, not like yes, there, and. Okay, raise your hand if your prayer places are church, before a meal, as you're going to bed. And that, that's kind of it. It's okay. This is this is okay, and and we'll put driving in there too for those of you who drive. Um, and and I'm asking this because I want a, I want honesty, not like the right church answer. Okay. So, church before a meal, right before sleeping, probably falling asleep while you're praying, and on your way to somewhere. Um, so raise your hand if you've ever prayed for something and it happened, like very specifically. That's good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, apparently people at this church are doing a good job because there's a lot of hands raised during this and uh, I wasn't expecting 
everyone to be. I mean, okay, just in general. What's wrong with you guys? Like Christians? You Yeah. Um, so we're talking about prayer today. Um, because, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't able to figure that out. Um, so. Because of your favorite person to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your camp counselor. Hate your camp counselor. It's not going to happen. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So we're talking about prayer today. And kind of the goal here is um, that you would be better equipped today to go pray better and more consistently than how you came in today, okay? So this is just kind of like a prayer workshop today. It's not as much of like um, hurt your brain kind of thing. Um, sorry for those of you who are expecting hurt your brains. Um, so first thing... Um, Sorry. Yeah, do you, I just got some abortion videos. You want to watch that? You know? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> that's that, don't you? Uh, I mean, what is that talking about? I thought it was supposed to be. Uh, hopefully soon. Well, okay. I didn't want. It wasn't. Okay. First two will Yeah, like, okay. Glad everyone's back. Good to see all of you. Let's talk about abortion. Let's talk about racism in America and in the church. Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about, like, okay. I just, I want some light, nice things before we go into that. We'll get into that. Um, what, what keeps us from praying? Let's list some things. What keeps us from praying? Distractions. Okay. Distractions. Like what? I only didn't work. Well, we, also, <laughs> also, we, we find distractions, so we don't have to pray. Okay, so now you're talking about the heart. Um, there's, we'll get to that. Um, but that's we find we actively seek out distractions so that we don't have to. Is what you're saying? That's an important to keep in mind. Is that like procrastination, or is that procrastination? Procrastination means you eventually end up speaking. Prayer-crastination? Um, um, maybe. Um, putting it off. Can you write it somewhere else? Because I'll forget that I said it. Or forgetting. Putting it off. Um, forgetting to pray. Okay, that's, that's not necessarily a distraction. Let's fill out some more of the distractions before we get to forgetting. Jackson. Like prayer itself, like making people like think that you are different from other like them. So it's like makes you like not want to do it because you're standing out and you don't like to stand out. So are you saying like in a public setting, you're distracted by how you look while you're praying? Is that it? Or well more like you don't want to pray because you feel like people would treat you differently if they saw you praying. So in public, yeah. prayer itself distracts me, like their perception. So other kind people's of, perception? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Others' perception. Yeah. Sorry, I drank water. 
Okay. What else keeps us from prayer? Like not understanding the depth of it. We're like, thank you, Jesus, for this food. Amen. And then, like, we call it good. So, misunderstanding. Um, I do want more distractions. There's got to be more um, distractions. School. School, that darn school. If I just didn't have it. Sports. I would pray. Sports. Like, playing them. Practicing. Practicing or actively participating or just thinking about them in general or watching. Okay. Watching sports. Participation in them. What else? My phone. Yo. Thank you, Jamie. My phone. I'm surprised. Is anyone surprised that wasn't the first thing said? Yeah. Why do you think it was one of like it had to get down here? What you should do is you should just say so distractions in general. It's part of who we are now. It's not a, not a something else. Okay. So it's like because it's a part of us. Like we can't we can't get away from it. Yeah. That's icky. Okay. Um, <laughs> What else? Distractions. Social media. Social media. Specifically uh, in the... I was talking to a guy this week, a high schooler, and we looked at his... Because um, he's got an iPhone, so there's the time. Screen time. Is that on all of them? Wow. Um, so, we looked at his screen time. There was a day in the last couple of weeks that he hit 11 hours, oh. right? Like, and that was not, like that was high, but the other days were like eight and nine and five. And I'm like, my gosh. And we looked and it was like Snapchat and Instagram were like the top two for these. How, how often do you take, check your screen time by the way? Okay, I just wanna, you might want to watch that. Um, yeah. What What else? Is there any other distractions that we can think of? Like shows and movies and like Netflix and streaming services. So media. Media. Hey, I'm sorry. Wow. What? You just got. I moderate my younger brother. Thank you. I've set timers. Two hours at a time. Alright, so media, video games, my phone, social media, sports, whether I'm watching or participating in them, others' perception of me, school, work, just putting it off. Okay. Um, what else? So, Marissa, you said misunderstanding about prayer. Like, Jesus, thanks for this food. Amen. 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 I mean, like, there's a sense of kind of just like, you yeah, okay. So one of the misunderstandings is that I have to check off a box. Okay. Um, what else? This doesn't have to be under misunderstandings. It can be, but there can be more of what keeps us from prayer here. I think a lot of the time we pray when we need something, and so we don't pray always. Okay, so would you put that under misunderstanding? I don't, I don't know. Because, I guess, like you, I guess you don't understand that. When to? You can pray, like when you're, like you should pray when you're happy too, like not just when you're sad and 
just when we're needy. Okay. I like to live my shallow life, so sometimes praying and getting deep and thanks for not letting me starve Jesus is just not in my mind. I like shallowness. Why do you think that is? Does it feel like prayer is work at that moment? Brooke? Does it feel like work? Does it feel like work in that moment? Like, I just don't want to... Hmm. No, I like I like it. Well, I'm not saying you. I'm <laughs> you said I like shallowness. And that that could be you, that could be anybody, but why would a person who likes shallowness, not you, um, why would there be this I don't does it do you think it's because it, it prayer feels like work? Okay. Well, I feel like when Whenever I start praying, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to sit here and think about all the bad things happening in other people's lives and like talk to God about it, and that's just so depressing, and I'd rather just okay. like, not think about it. It's heavy. Um, depressing. That's great. Um, <laughs> yes? Feeling like God will answer you? That's a big one. Um, because God won't hear. So this isn't heavy or anything, but I'm really bad at sitting still. Mm. And so, yeah. Can't stay still. Okay. Jackson? You didn't get your coffee for the day? No coffee, yeah. Um, put this at the top. There was no coffee, so I can't pray. Jack? I think sometimes if we're praying and like, if we're doing a prayer circle or something and you know what's coming to you, you'll like get anxious and then you'll feel relieved after done. Yeah. Stress? Can we say stress? Okay. Stress? Prayer is stressful in public for sure. And can it be stressful just individually? I think it's less stress and more just like the feeling of being relieved after you get done praying rather than like a positive feeling after you, you know, when you make that connection with God. It's interesting. In our public prayers, there is more of a chemical reaction rewarding being done with prayer than during the prayer. Right. Also, can I add on to that? Yes. Like you wanna... We'll get to you. I think you have to um, like when people pray in public sometimes they like want to feel like there's some amazing prayer and they use words that they would never use on a daily basis outside of that. So hypocrites oh. don't help. <laughs> okay, is that fair to say, biblically? Yes. Because that's what Jesus says in Matthew 6. Don't be these kind of people that stand up and make a show out of your prayers. Thine sovereign Father, we thank you and beseech you this day. You've never heard that at Northridge. Thank the Lord. But, <laughs> but now want to. <laughs> if that's the way that you talk to God normally, then go for it. Zach. Um, I mean, it's kind of like no coffee, but just not having energy. Not no energy. Giving, you know, I'm just trying to fair. fill holes now because I can't keep putting stuff down there. Right. No coffee, no energy. Um, 
just another day. Yeah. No energy to pray. Is there anything else? Yeah, but I don't know what. Okay. Am I doing it right? So, I don't need it, right? So, kind of the, I don't, I don't know when to, it's just when I need God, right? Um, okay, so there's this question about, am I doing it right? Is that fair of why that might keep me from prayer? Because I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you're talking, okay, when you're talking to somebody, do they normally talk back? Yeah. Normally. I have ignored sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it really depends on who you're talking Yeah, but if, if, if I started talking to Luke here, and I asked him, hey Luke, how's your day? Don't say anything. Well done, you're doing well. Those are cool shoes. You're already giving me more than what some people feel like God gives them, right? Because you nodded. Yeah. Right? Like, there was... How difficult is it to talk to somebody that you can't see or hear? So there's this question of like, am I, am I doing this right? Is he like, hmm, yeah, I like this prayer. Or is he like, <laughs> is he just not even listening? Because I'm not doing it right. So there's that question. Um, there's, so it seems one-sided, right? Seems one-sided. Um, we've got the fear. I, I like this. I would categorize this under fear. I, I'm afraid that God won't answer me. What does that do to your faith if God doesn't answer you? After he has said in his word that you should call to me and I will answer you. You ask and you will receive. And you try it. And it seems like he doesn't answer. That's scary. Sometimes it is easier on our faith not to talk to God. It's easier to know a lot of things about God and do things that you know that God commands, but not talk to him because we're afraid that he won't answer us. And how can I keep believing in a God that doesn't answer me? So I would categorize this under fear because I'm afraid God, God won't answer me. Um, and not only um, fear, but related to this would be unbelief. I don't believe he will answer me. Maybe you've gone through an experience where you've prayed and he didn't. I mean, I think it's pretty common of people who have left the church. You've probably heard this kind of story of, um, you know, my mom got cancer and I prayed that God would heal her, and he didn't. So I'm done with God. And then from now on, I mean, they don't believe God will answer their prayers. It's not even necessarily that they don't believe he exists. They just think that he's mean or uncaring. Um, another thing that would keep us would be sin. Um... When you have done something that your parents have explicitly told you not to do, is your like knee-jerk reaction then to go and hang out with them? 
What do you what do you do instead of hanging out with them? Avoid them. Run away. Avoid them. Run away. <laughs> Why do you do that? Less likely to get in trouble. Less likely to get in trouble. Well, you don't want to feel guilty. Their mere presence reminds you. <laughs> right? Why would you go and talk to God when that could mean I could get in trouble and the mere presence of God reminds me of my guilt? Why would I want to go to him? It becomes a lot easier to go and sit in my corner and punish myself and prove to God that I'm really serious about being sorry this time so then he'll accept me. But it doesn't seem all that great of an idea to just go to him right away. Right? And what happens, by the way, is that when you go into the corner and try to clean yourself up and show God how serious you are, you're, you're away from God's grace, so you're actually <laughs> more susceptible to sin. It's more likely you're going to sin when you're away from God, and then you're going to feel more guilty, and then you're going to sit in your corner again and try to prove to God again that you're serious about your sorrow and sorriness over the sin, and you're just going to keep doing this until walking into church feels like guilt. Your Bible feels like guilt. Prayer feels like guilt. And we, we avoid guilt, right? Um, so that's all the things I think we can, in this time, say um, about what, does, what keeps us from prayer. Um, now I want to look at um, how should I come to God? What, what attitude should I have as I come to God in prayer? I think a lot of times we come to God not necessarily expecting an answer, so we're already close to what he has to say. We presuppose God won't answer you. So we, do we tend to pray safe prayers then? To, yeah, to a certain extent. So we should come expecting. I just want to look at the psychology of this for a second. Um, so if I expect God won't answer my prayers, the big ones, then I will tend to pray things that I know will likely happen anyway. And I think it's also um, like self-gratification prayer. It's not just a, this is actually legitimate praying, this is... I feel good because, you know, I prayed for the day or because... Because I checked off my box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, so before we get to you, I just want to... This is what happens when we get cynical about prayer. We expect... Okay, we've been hurt before. There's scar tissue now because of this hurt or God didn't answer me or cynicism and scar tissue because of what's happened in my world around me. When that happens, I stop expecting God to answer me in prayer. So I pray safe things that will probably happen anyway, and I'm only doing it to check out the box. And guess what? That feeds more cynicism because you look at all of your prayers and you say, it would have happened anyway. Right? Okay. Yes. He is. Um, and guess what? <laughs> He's not. Um, and that when he doesn't answer our prayers because he's not a vending machine, he's a person, that breeds this kind of cynicism that we're talking about, this expectation of bad things. Okay, so we should come expecting answer to our prayer, right? 
What else? How should we come? Our attitude. Hi. Um, we're kind of like expecting, but like believing it will happen. So, belief, he will answer my prayer. Instead of believing about God that he doesn't care, that he doesn't hear me, and he's not powerful enough to do it, I will believe all of those things. He is powerful enough to do it. He does care. He does hear. Okay? So we believe those things about God. What else? How should I come in prayer? I should just really read the verse in the Bible, but um, you sh like there's a verse that I read that it's um, you should like forgive everyone's sins. Okay. Like, carry the guilt of other people with you, and then you can forgive them when it makes you feel better. So you should come forgiving others. Yeah. Yep. What else? really good. Do you want to explain a little bit more why that's important? Because you'll have an actual genuine conversation. It's not a big meeting and walk by and so goodbye type of situation. Yeah. You'll, if you are willing to be in prayer, you will actually hear God. I think trying to be humble, even though that's kind of a hard thing to do, especially in light of all the other things we just wrote down on the other side, I think coming with an attitude that kind of reflects humility is the best way that you can do it. It'll help kind of kind of alleviate some of the other issues, like shallowness. It will feel less like you're like making small talk with God just to check out the box and more like you're actually you know, speaking to your creator. It'll also open up, I think, these two things of an open heart and humility. I think it opens up the possibility that God will not answer the prayers that I'm asking in the way that I'm asking. Because if I have an open heart to what God might do with my prayer, and I have humility to accept the way that he's answering my prayer, I don't become cynical. I don't... I don't see it as God failing me. I see that God cares more about me than to answer the prayer the way that I want to answer the prayer. Does that make sense? What am I saying here? I just want to make sure I hear it back from all of you guys so that it does make sense. Can we come with the open heart saying, Lord, we can see how God answers our prayer even though it might be different from how we pray Mm -hmm. And why is humility important in that? Because it allows us to see what, how he answered it. And accept it. Accept it. Is it? You could have an open heart and not be humble. <laughs> and then you'd be like, but I don't like this, right? Um, so that's important. Um, Any other? I've been kind of the same boat of those 
other two is patience, and not really patience on God, but being patient with ourselves. I think yes. a lot of times when we were praying for something specific, it's not that God doesn't answer us, it's that God's answer is not yet, and we have a hard time seeing that. Yes. Stick it out. Because if you pray one time for something and never pray that thing again, you probably have forgotten about it. God didn't and probably answers it. You just forgot. So then you don't, you don't see God working in your life because you just prayed the one time. You didn't stick it out. You, you didn't keep asking. And, and it a lot of the times is a not yet. It's not always a no. So to have patience, I mean, gosh, this is very difficult for us, especially when we have such instant gratification. I am bored for two seconds. Phone. I'm in a public place waiting for something. Phone. <laughs> like, instantly entertained or mindlessly scrolling, right? And, and God works in the real world with real people in real ways, and we have to wait. Honest, yes. Don't come, um, don't come like you have all the answers. Or you've got it together. So if you don't know how to pray, just pray. Don't try to make your prayers sound like other people's prayers that you've heard that you think they sound really good. If you want, oh, by the way, I just want to, basically all of the things I'm trying to communicate is from a book. I just need to plug this <laughs> since this is not original to me. It's called Praying Life by Paul Miller. Um, and one of the things he says in it, I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty close to this. If you want to meet the real God, you need to be the real you. And so to come honest with God, instead of being like, okay, you know, I'm going to use this system, or I'm going to say these words, and I'm, I'm going to, or um, I know it's selfish of me to pray this thing for myself, so I'm not going to pray it. I'm going to pray this thing over here, like all the depressing stuff, right, for other people that's stressful. I'm going to, because it's, it's selfish for me to pray for me, I'm going to pray for all these needy people. If that's not what you want to do, don't. And be honest with God. I, I just, look, I need this. I want this. I'll tell you what. The needs that I have prayed for, God has answered in astounding ways. The wants that I have prayed selfishly, I watch God answer the prayer to. And I see how he actually changes it to be for good for others and for myself. Amazing. That God can change your selfish heart as you pray for something into, into this is actually good. So anyway, come honest. Come like a child. Which means honesty, right? There's no pretending here as a child. You're not trying to be something you're not. You're a kid. And, okay, when you were little, did you just say what was on your mind, or did you try to, like, navigate and, like, work the system? 
Okay, if you're Isaac, a little bit of both. Maybe. But here's the thing, you don't know the system as well when you're a little kid, right? You, you don't. You don't know what the system is. So like, if you're trying to manipulate the system, you have no idea what you're doing, which is what happens in prayer if you think you're trying to manipulate a system. If you come to your parents as a child and you want something, what do you tell them? You want it. If you're in Walmart and you see a toy that you want, who in Walmart knows that you want that thing? Literally everyone. Everyone can hear you. And every parent is thinking, I'm so glad that's not mine. Um, but your parents know it. You keep asking and asking and asking and asking and asking. And either they will break or they won't. But, I mean, like, God tells us to pray this way. He tells us in Luke 18, there's this parable of the widow. And she, there's this unjust judge that's not giving her what she wants. And he doesn't care about people. He's a wicked person. But he wear, she wears this man down by asking so much, and so he gives her what she wants. And God loves us. So wear him down. Keep asking for the thing that you want. Either he will answer your prayer, or he'll change your heart in the, in, in the asking. He'll talk to you about it. So, um, come like a child. Um, come helpless. I think this is a part of why we don't pray is because we aren't constantly so come helpless and practice being helpless don't think that any aspect of your life is an aspect of your life where you have it like no thanks God I've got this if, if that sentence would make sense to you, you're probably walking out with God's help. Walking out there without God's help. We are so needy. <laughs> there is never a moment in your life where you don't need God's help. I was on my way to work this morning, and there was some snow coming down, and I need to be here by 8. That's part of my job. And... Uh, I, I looked at the clock, and I had seven minutes, and I just passed 2.41 on my way here. And I, I, I have plenty of time. You know, I, I will get there. And I, I had that moment where I thought that for a second. I, I, I'll make it. And then, I, and then I had to stop myself, and I had to pray and say, I actually don't know if I will. <laughs> because anything could happen between where I am and church I could spin off the road, someone could be in an accident and slow down everything, and I might not make it. So, Father, I need you to do what you want here and hopefully bring me to work on time. So, come helpless. Um, when should you pray? So, we should pray all the time because you're constantly needy. You're constantly needy. Yeah. Um, when else should you pray? 
Let's be more specific, because all the time, you know. Yeah. Let's be specific about it, though. So, all the time, yes. And... When you need something from that. So that sounds like this, though. Mm -hmm. All the time. So all the time, yeah. Um, so... What does it look like to pray all the time? Okay. Living on prayer. We're halfway there. Talking about talking to God about everything. Okay. So being specific in your prayers. Okay. Of like, okay, Father, this is what's going on right now. I need help for this. I'd love to see you do this. Right. That's good. Um. Should you have, this is a leading question, should you have specific times where you're praying? I think yes. Yes. So, because it allows you to have those times specifically set aside for prayer. Yep. If you forget to pray other times. Yep. You won't pray all the time. You won't pray all the time unless you're praying at specific times first. That's, that's my experience. Um, so, those of you who are in the disciple making course, there's, um, I talked about this, is that there's, um, if you are in a relationship, and you're on your way somewhere, you're talking in the, in the car together, right? But if all you're doing is talking on, on the phone together on your way to work, or talking together on your way somewhere, and you never go on a date with this person, you never have a specific time where there's no distractions, how's that going to go in your relationship? Not that great. If you only have dates where there's set aside distraction and stuff like that, how's your relationship going to go? You're going to be broke. And it probably is going to be kind of dysfunctional, right? Because somewhere along the line, someone is going to say, you never talk to me outside of these times. And there's going to be some discontentedness in that, right? So all the time, yes but also at specific times. Here's my recommendation for specific times. Um, plan your prayer times when there is a natural time of rest for you, a natural lull in your schedule. Just put the prayer time there. I would also say your specific prayer time should be five minutes right now. And that's it. Just do that. If, if, if your prayer life needs a jump start, start with five minutes. Don't think to yourself that in order for it to be a really good prayer time, that it's got to be a half hour or an hour. It does not. God is outside of time. He can fit five minutes really well. Okay? So just start with five minutes. And as you keep practicing this of five minutes at a time, you're probably going to start finding yourself wandering in your conversation more with God. And you're going to be like, oh, it's been 10 minutes. It's been 12. It's been 15. It's just probably going to keep going up. As you learn to talk to somebody, you talk longer in your relationship, right? Um, how about with your emotional life with this, of when? When you're at your lows. 
and your highs. So highs would be probably there's thankfulness in your prayers. You're praising God for what you're seeing him do, right? And actually, what I find too, my highs, if I keep practicing prayer, if I'm keep I'm joining God in conversation, my highs end up being <laughs> what I'm praying about. I'm seeing God answer prayers. So that, that becomes my high. Um, low, when I'm anxious, when I'm weak. Um, your weakness, your anxieties, become a door to God's grace in your life, pouring in. Instead of, I'm anxious, so I will go to this, that, and the other thing, and I'm not disparaging therapy or proper medication, okay? Because those are good things. If you need them, praise God for those. But my anxieties and my weakness become a door to God's grace when I say I'm anxious about this and I'm weak about it. I can't do anything. I need you. Um, Zach and I were having a conversation a few weeks ago about this. Um, the disciples, when Jesus is being about to be betrayed, he's in the garden, and um, they're, they're talking, and uh, Jesus says to them, watch and pray that you might not fall into temptation. And then Jesus leaves, he prays, he comes back, they're sleeping. And he, he tells them this. Watch and pray that you might not fall into temptation. He says, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And I'm like, what the heck? What are you talking about? What temptation? And Luke explains that they were tired because of how sad they were. And when they were tired because of how sad they, are, they were, they had two options, fall asleep or lean into God with my weakness. And they fell into the temptation of falling asleep. Now, I will say, it is better to sleep than to sin. But, with our weakness, we should come to God rather than go and do something else. So that can be anxieties, that can be um, sorrows, that can be stresses, what, whatever it is. Where you feel weak, pray. It's a door for God's grace in your life. Um, now, why should we pray? We're getting back to some of these basic questions, right? What, how, when, why should we pray? Okay, so the neediness. sensing a theme here. Why ask? This is a short one, by the way, and then we'll get into how. We've talked about it already. We're powerless and we only can count on God. Mm -hmm. So, because we're helpless, we're powerless, we can't do anything, we're weak, we're anxious. By the way, 
Anyone that you have ever met, if they look like a strong Christian, it's because they know how weak they are. So there's me. How many people are involved in prayer? Two, at least, right? Who's the other one? God. Okay. What is it about God that means I should pray? He's powerful. God is powerful. What else? He's our creator. Creator? Father. Has he just created us or everything? Everything. No, just us. Okay, so we've got a, an all-powerful creator of everything, and he's what? Father? Is he a mad, distant, evil father? No, he loves us. Okay, so hang on. You're telling me that Christians can talk to the all-powerful creator of everything who is your father and loves you with an infinite love. You can talk to that person. This is why I say unbelief keeps us from sin. Or keeps from, that would be totally wrong. Unbelief <laughs> keeps us from prayer. Because if we really believe that God is the all-powerful creator of everything, that he's my father through the blood of Jesus Christ, and he loves me with an infinite love, with the same love that he loves Jesus with, there's no way I wouldn't pray. Right? I can trust him. To do all things for my good in my prayers. I should ask him. It's like you have been invited by God to sit on his throne looking at the universe and the history of mankind from your point on and say, and God looks at you and says, kid, what, we sh what should we do? What do you want to do with all of this? That's the kind of access that you have with God. You walk up to God at yourself, right? Okay, I just have to say this, because Jesus is really important here. You walk up, again, this is Paul Miller stuff. I'm just plagiarizing now. Um, you walk up to God's kingdom, castle, right? You're a beggar. You don't look like this or any of our Sunday best, right? You're tattered rags, okay? You walk up, you're a beggar, and you're just like mumbling. You can't even talk all that great. Because you've been on the streets for so long. And there's a guard up there, and you're like, I want, I want, to, I want to see the king. And, and then, rightly, the guard would be like, okay, how, how can you come see the king? What, why should I let you in? And the, and the beggar says, I, I come in the name of Jesus. I come in Jesus' name. And the whole castle lights up. The guard bows to you. The gates open, you walk straight into the throne room of God, and the king gets off of his throne and runs and hugs you and says, I'm glad you're here. That, that, because we have Jesus, that's the way that we can pray. And you can be just a mumbling beggar and just say, I come in Jesus' name, I'm honest, I don't know how to do this. I'm helpless. I need you. Start there for five minutes, okay? Um, how should we pray? Um, like what method? That's what I'm talking about. Um, 
here's what I got since we don't have a ton of time. I'll just walk you through this. Um, there are good methods of praying out there. Um, what's a famous one in the Bible, by the way? Um, it's a famous prayer in the Bible. You know what it is? You know what it's called? Lord's Prayer. Yes. Um, probably you all have it memorized. Lord's Supper. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's different. Um, Lord's Prayer. Um, this is a very good prayer to guide you in talking to God because it walks through. It's a um, God, you are Father. Thank you for being Father. I love you. There's um, Hallowed Be Your Name, which is talking about God's glory. So you spend some time um, glorifying God, telling him how great he is. You move into your kingdom come. So um, I want God's presence and his um, help and his rule in my life. And then there's um, your will be done. So I, I want your will, God, to be done in me in my life, the same way that it's done in heaven. Um, and then it gets into give us this day our daily bread. It's not just talking about bread. You can ask God for what you need during that time, um, spiritually, physically, emotionally, whatever it is. Um, forgive me of my sins and be specific in that confession during that time. And then if there is anything that you need to forgive others for, you tell God, I need to forgive this person. And then lead us not into temptation and be specific in what you're tempted by and ask God to lead you away from that. Um, a very, you can pray this five minutes pretty easily if you, if you use the Lord's Prayer as a template, not saying it word for word. Um, that's a good way of, of praying. It's also a good way of praying publicly, too. Um, Jesus says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily, our daily bread. So, it's supposed to be with people. Um, Lord's Prayer is good. Um, circle praying is another way of, of prayer. Um, just start with what's closest to you, your heart, you, yourself. Move out to your family. Move out to your friends. Move out to your church, to your community, to your school. Move out to um, your city. You move out to the state. Move out to the country. Move out to the world. Uh, if you want to, pray about the moon. Um, you can basically pray about all existence that way. Um, and then, um, prayer cards and um, prayer journaling. Um, I say journaling because it's more manly. Um, so with that, you would um, get a 3 by 5 note card. Put the topic that you're praying about in the top corner and then put some scripture to it so that the Bible is guiding your prayers for this thing. And then put some big dream prayers in there, right, writing it down. And then just, you can take like five, ten seconds to look at this prayer card each morning um, and just pray one of the things on it. Just say, God, I'm um, just praying for Isaiah, you know, that he would, you know. What are, I don't know what you want, um, but I would know what you would want. That's what what would be on there, um, and and you just pray that, move on to the next one, and then next one, pray five ten seconds, move on to the next one. You could you could pray for like thirty different things in ten minutes, you know, um, 
And then as you're praying those things, you can cross off the things that God answers, and you can record how God did it in your prayer journal. What I find helpful with this, this is, this is, this is how I spend my specific times with God, is my prayer cards and my prayer journal. Um, I'm awake during it with my eyes open. Um, if you try to pray early in the morning or late at night, if, uh, if your eyes are closed, you're asleep. Um, it's just a matter of time. Um, so having something in front of you where you're reading it off out loud to God um, or not, but you're praying and you're comfortable. Well, you know how we said earlier that there's, there's a chemical <laughs> emotional reward of being done with praying rather than during the prayer? Well, when I'm comfortable, my eyes are open, this is an enjoyable experience, I keep wanting to come back. My setting is enjoyable. So I, I, my brain associates, my, my couch is associated with prayer for me because my couch is awesome. I love my couch. Um, so you, you monitor the stories of what God is doing in your life with the prayer cards, and then you write down the specifics as you're seeing God do stuff in the prayer journal. Um, any questions? And this can be anything, too, on anything that we've talked about. Because um, this is, like I said, this is designed to help us move out from today and be better at praying. And this can be a, prayer, a question about prayer that you always wanted to ask, but felt it would be inappropriate at church. Since this is a common question, I will ask it. What do you do when you get distracted while you're praying? Like, you think about something, and then your, your mind trails off to that thing. I'll restart the prayer. Hmm? I'll restart. Okay. So let's say, what's like your favorite hobby? Um, I don't know, actually, like reading books, I guess. Okay. So you start, you're, you're praying, and then you start thinking about this World War II history book that you've been reading. Nice. You would restart the prayer. Yeah. Interesting. Otherwise, I can't remember where it left off. Is that really bad brain memory? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think you could talk to God about that book? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. When we get distracted by things while we're praying, it's probably because our hearts love those things. Those things are important to us. So this could be things that we like or the anxieties that we have about things, right? And, and it's weird because we, we like guard our hearts from God while we're praying. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I can't think about that because I'm praying. <laughs> Wait a minute. You could just talk to God about that. Like I've had where I'm stressed about something at work and I'm praying about something else and then that thing comes up and, and it's like, oh, I should... I should talk to him about this. This is clearly important, you know? And then the next time that, you know, if you pray about this World War II history book, next time you read it, 
you might sense the presence of God as you're reading about John Patton. George Patton? Whatever his name is. Yeah. I was homeschooled, it's fine. <laughs> so you might then start to view what you love in a new way because you've invited God into those things. So what's important here with distraction is um, honesty. If that's where you're at, just talk to God about it. Right? So, what's most important based off of what we see on the, on the, uh, on the board here? That we are helpless, helpless and we need God. Be helpless. You need God. All the time. And, and what you need to know about God is this stuff right here. When you pray. Because this is real. This is true. Okay. I've probably gone past time, so let's, let's pray and then we'll leave. Father, we thank you that because of Jesus, we get to come to you as ourselves, covered by the blood of Christ. We can come to you in Jesus' name, and you hear us, and you promise that you will answer us. And you promise that you love us, and that you, we, we can trust you in, in our prayers, and the things that are precious to us. That you love us, and you will do everything that you do for our good. Help us to pray, please. It's so difficult in the world that we live in. There's so much in ourselves that don't want to pray. We just don't. So we ask that you would help us to pray. Help us to see how much you love us. Help us to get excited about prayer in, in the baby steps that we've talked about. Help us to just pray for five minutes a day about the things that are important to us. That we write these things down and we would expect you to answer us. And we pray. I'm, I'm praying right now that you would answer some prayers in some amazing ways just to kickstart um, all of us in our prayers. That we would get excited about the fact that we don't see you or hear you, but you heard us. That you heard our prayers from beyond the stars, the universe. On the other side of this galaxy, you heard us and you answered and acted for our good because you love us. So please, help us to be closer to you as we pray. Answer our prayers. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you.